Friends, before we begin, let me invite you to keep up with all the Tracks for the Journey resources by subscribing to the Tracks Express newsletter. Once a week, I send a wide range of helps for well-being directly to your inbox. The Express has inspiration and insights for spirituality, relationships, ecology, emotional health, and yes, recipes for good food. The easiest way to subscribe is on my website, www.tracksforthejourney.com. Thanks for listening today. I would like for you to ride a time machine with me for a few minutes. Let's go back 40 years to the home of a young Baptist pastor and his wife. They're confused, and they're seeking guidance on whether to move to another church. In Baptist life, that decision is individual, not ordered by church hierarchy. And during the months of 1982, a parade of committees from other churches had interviewed this pastor. Long hours of conversations, prayers, and research had taken place. But as December came, none of the conversations led to an offer to move. In Baptist terms, none of the several pulpit committees had invited the pastor to come in view of a call to their church. Okay, in the interest of transparency, this is my story of those long ago days. My wife and I, at the end of that year, were confused, seeking guidance about leaving our church in Beaver, Oklahoma, where we had been for several years. We were wrestling with a problem you faced in a different way. Where could we turn for guidance in our choices? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Tracks for the Journey. I'm Larry Payne, your host seeking to explore better well-being through progressive Christian theology, psychology, science, and history. So let's take a few minutes to look at the subject that was so important 40 years ago, and I think is still a real question for our well-being today. Where can we find help in making our choices? Since it is December and Christmas stories are all around us, we find a story of guidance in the Bible account of the wise men who came to Bethlehem. They found guidance in an unusual way, didn't they? The writer crafts the gospel to fit the genre of biographies of great men written in that ancient era. In that genre, astrological signs are common. In the parable of the Magi, we find just that. And a modern astronomer, Michael Molnar, points out that the words used to describe the movements of the star in Matthew chapter 2 are words used in ancient astrological texts. These astrological texts find meaning for us in how planets and stars move through the sky. So he reconstructed how the stars would have appeared in 6 BC. Basically, that spring, Jupiter and Saturn 
signifying royalty, are in the zodiac house called Aries, which was connected to Israel. Putting these two together provides a unique message of a world ruler that would be born in Judea. Now, the writer of Matthew uses this language to connect that fact with a story which, though probably not an actual historical event, conveys the clear message that Jesus is the greater ruler, the true king of Judea, above the Roman emperors and the local governor, Herod. So, where did the wise men find their guidance? In the stars, of course. Breaking this story into today's world, we might ask ourselves, what are the guiding influences that we experience? Well, modern psychology brings out the importance of our family of origin. Many studies have connected the way children experience parents and the environment to provide models which guide us through life. Our parents and caregivers are the first sources of guidance. We learn how to relate to others, how to react to the world around us, or how to think about ourselves. For instance, if a father neglects or abandons a child, the memory of that trauma lingers as a negative guidance for years. The child may have difficulty as an adult forming secure and trusting relationships. Counselors try to assess how many bad things, which we call adverse childhood experiences, occurred in the formative years for a child. Abuse, neglect, Violence or chaotic environments create a negative model that may guide life for years to come. Tragically, about 25% of adult Americans report living through at least three of these adverse episodes, and thus the negative episodes echo through life. As life goes on, other guides emerge, and hopefully many of these are positive influences. Perhaps a coach brings life lessons to a young athlete, or a caring grandparent can create a loving environment for a young girl if parents don't fill that role. A private in the military might look up to a commanding officer as a model to emulate. Those decades ago, I had mentors who believed God does provide answers when a person prays, meditates upon biblical teachings, evaluates the context of life, and listens to the spirit within. I followed those mentors, and they were positive influences for me. That became my system of guidance as I sought direction for staying or leaving that county seat church so many years ago. As we think about guidance for our own lives, we realize that many people have thought about this very subject, and they have suggested the importance of balancing multiple sources of guidance. A common paradigm is paying attention to experience, experts, and environments. So let's start with the environment part of a decision. All of us live in a multi-layered context of family, work, culture, and our society. 
Let's take the example of Brittany. Brittany is white, 35 years old, single, a teacher living in Texas. To make a wise decision about dating Eric, a black middle school principal, she must consider her social context. What input would her family make? Her school district superintendent? The pastor of her fundamentalist church? Brittany will continue to live in all of those social contexts and must take into account how they would influence the success or failure of this relationship. Just in the past weeks, President Biden, with bipartisan law, has signed in the Respect for Marriage Act, which guarantees the respect of interracial marriage for Brittany. Another part of the paradigm is learning from experts. Now, I use this term in a broad sense, meaning people of learning and wisdom. When faced with a decision, we need to become students and educate ourselves on the situation and those who have thought deeply about it. Men, are you hearing me on this? Too many of us guys operate on the Lone Ranger mentality, considering a weakness to consult other people. The result is too often shallow and uninformed decision-making, just to be honest. The better course is to seek out consultants that will give us some insight. Thinking of Eric and Brittany, who could offer some wisdom? Perhaps there is a man who knows what it is to be in an interracial marriage. Or maybe Eric could seek out a counselor to look into his own attachment style. He might also talk with the priest of his Catholic church. Frankly, all of us need the insight from multiple angles when we're considering choices of importance. Those decisions need to be vetted very carefully. Honestly, the easiest sources may be the ones that are the most biased and slanted with misinformation or just simply uninformed. We shouldn't stop with those, or we shouldn't even start with them, really. We need to dig deep, talking and learning to find reliable help for our needs in decision-making. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel or have a message you want to share with the world, podcasting is an easy and inexpensive and fun way to expand your thoughts online. Buzzsprout, the site that hosts this webcast, is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all of the major directories within a few minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting really isn't that hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. I'm a part of over 100,000 podcasters who use Buzzsprout every day. Now here's the deal. If you will go to my website, tracksforthejourney.com, there's a link that will take you directly to Buzzsprout. There, you can let them know that I sent you. That helps me in the program. And you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up to use their services. 
So it's a great deal. And I hope your voice will join many others in bringing a message of well-being, hope, and growth to the world around us. I do appreciate you listening to this episode of Tracks for the Journey, and I hope it's interesting for you as we think about the many times we need guidance in life. We have those environments, we have the experts, but a final reference point in finding guidance in the need for decision-making is our own experience. Now, I put this last, but it truly is pervasive within the other two factors. We can't escape bringing our past experiences into the choices we make today, or even how we listen to experts or evaluate our environment. However, we can seek to understand our experience and how it influences us today in a deeper level. And that means asking hard questions of our own thoughts values, and impressions. Brittany's parents sent her to an all-white academy in Georgia. So is dating a black man the sign of her awakening that all races are equal? Or is it something to poke back at her parents for how they controlled her life? Eric will always make more money than Brittany, being a principal. So is dating her a way to have patriarchal power at home? Or to let her quit teaching to pursue her passion of competing in triathlons. We should move away from simply trusting our gut and instead do honest and careful reflections on ourselves as the decision maker. The more we dig in to our values, attitudes, and biases, the more we can make a wise decision. I believe a theological perspective is worthwhile as we think about our experience. Traditional Christian beliefs see God as possessing total power to determine all actions in the universe. This means that human beings have no real freedom to decide their own future. I think a better perspective is presented in the Bible and in progressive theology. In Jesus, we see God's nature of love that is uncontrolling, non-coercive, and pervasive. Across all 13 billion years of history, God expresses God's nature and perfect love by working collaboratively with the forces of nature and conscious beings to persuade, not control, actions which may bring good, love, and beauty. God would violate God's very nature by unilaterally controlling human choices or even the actions of the natural world. Instead, we find in Scripture the witness that God gives an initial aim which draws us towards God's best outcome for the moment. Professor Richard Rice describes this theology as holding that the future is open, influenced by all beings, purposeful under God's relentless love, yet not predetermined, in each unfolding event. This dynamic is visible in many places in the Bible, such as the covenantal nature of the dealings with Israel, the invitation of Jesus for a disciple to follow me, or the betrayal of Judas and his decision to do so. 
Events of this moment are a collaboration of God, entities of the universe, and all conscious life interacting to create the future. You are not alone in the experiences of reflecting on life and deciding a course of action. As we close today, let's pick up the threads of the stories we've traced. With that kind of spiritual insight and looking deeply at their own experiences, Eric and Brittany can embrace the reality of decision-making as wise people and as collaborating with God as an active participant. They're not puppets on a string to repeat what has done in the past. They're not puppets on a divine string, but collaborators with God to build a future of love and community. Now, what happened to that young pastor and his confusion about changing jobs? My wife and I would continue for 18 more months at that county seat church. It was a time of growth and searching. I enrolled in a doctoral program and continued to put out inquiries about other opportunities. But I felt a piece of a sense of peace in waiting and seeking and working so that I might be ready for new opportunities. In time, a church in Lawton, Oklahoma, expressed interest. We spent hours in conversation with the leaders, assessing what was needed there and what I could bring to the work. We consulted mentors, and I sought to listen to the Spirit of God, drawing me towards what might be best. Now, we didn't find a star to follow, or an angel to come and guide us, or perfect scores on our own pro and con list. What we did find was peace within ourselves, and confirmation for others to make a free choice. From that came four good years of ministry in a church that expanded our experiences and perhaps a small part of God's work in the world. I want to thank you for joining me today as we've explored this subject of guidance. Who knows what 2023 will hold? You may be making some major choices. And I hope that balancing your environment, your experts, and your own experience will take you another step on the journey to well-being. Thanks for sharing this episode of Tracks for the Journey. I'd like for you to take a moment to rate and review this episode, and that will help me spread the message. It just takes a few moments to do that on your provider. And I invite you to find more information and resources about well-being at my tracksforthejourney.com website. Or you can find the Facebook page under the same title and share your ideas and your feedback. Tracks for the Journey is produced at the Bright Star Studio, all rights reserved. Hosting is by buzzsprout.com. Music is from pixabay.com. Let's keep exploring on our journey to well-being.